بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the third discussions on the الوصية الصغرى the concise admonition by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah رحمه الله تعالى Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Mu'ad وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا And follow the bad deed with a good one it will remove it أَتْبِعِ meaning after you commit the wrong deed immediately follow it by the good one and what is the bad deed or the wrong deed it is called a sayya and it is the action upon which there is punishment then what is al-hasana the good deed is the action that is rewarded and these are from common terms where sometimes they mean more than one meaning depending on the context they could mean more than one meaning depending upon the context Let's take for example Al-Hasana could mean also gains and victory and Al-Sayya could also mean defeat and killing as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Imran in chapter 3 verse 120 if a good befalls you it grieves them but if some evil overtakes you, they rejoice it. They rejoice at it. And this refers to the good here, refers to a muscle, victory, and gains. And the evil that refers, and the sayya here, refers to killings and defeat. Also, it could mean to come, it could come to mean at tawheed, al hasana could mean At-Tawheed and As-Sayyi'a the bad deed could mean As-Shirk as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-An'am in chapter 6 verse 160 قال الله تعالى من جاء بالحسنة فله عشر أمثالها 
ومن جاء بالسيئة فلا يجزى إلا مثلها وهم لا يظلمون and whenever brings a good deed whoever brings a good deed here goes Tawheed shall have ten times the like thereof to their credit and whoever brings an evil deed polytheism shall have only the recompense of the like thereof and they will not be wrong and also Al-Hasana could also come in the context of abundant rain and vastness and the asayya could also mean lack of rain and drought less produce constrictness and disappointment like in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf chapter 7 verse 131 but whenever good comes to them from rain and uh, vastness and ease and everything they said ours is this and if evil afflicted them they ascribed it to evil omens connected to Musa and those with him also asayya could mean punishment in this life asayya could mean punishment in this life and al-hasana could mean the end the good end as in the saying of surah in surah al-ra'd chapter 13 verse 6 allah ta'ala wa yasta'jilunaka bis-sayyi'ati qabla al-hasana wa yasta'jilunaka بِالسَّيِّئَةِ قَبْلَ الْحَسَنَةِ They ask you to hasten the evil before the good, the punishment. Yet many exemplary punishments have indeed occurred before them. Also, الْحَسَنَةِ could mean pardoning and saying what is good. And السَّيِّئَةِ could mean bad statements and harm as in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-qasas 2854 these will be given their reward twice over because they are patient and repel evil with good and repel evil with good here it comes in the form of pardoning and saying what is good and as sayyah here the the evil that is uh, translated here refers to all what is ugly stated 
bad and harmful. And also, as in Surah Fussilat, same thing, Fussilat 41-34, قال الله تعالى, وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيِّئَةُ وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيِّئَةُ The good deed and the evil deed cannot be equal. Repel the evil with one which is better. Then, this is the meaning of as-sayyi'ah and al-hasana. So, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, and follow the as-sayyi'ah, follow it by the hasana, it will wipe it out. Tamhuha. Tamhuha. Al-mahu in Arabic means eliminating the effects. And in this case, it will wipe the sin off. Imam Ibn Rajab, rahimahullah, said, concerning this statement by the Prophet wasallam, he said, since the slave is commanded to fear Allah, have taqwa, in secrecy and openness although it is inevitable that he will fall into the sin sometimes either by way of abandoning what is commanded or by doing something forbidden or dislike yet فأمره, however he commanded him to do that which will wipe out the sin and that is to follow it by a good one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said for example in surah hud 11 114 and perform salah at the two ends of the day and in some hours of the night meaning the five compulsory prayers verily the good deeds remove the evil deeds verily the good deeds remove the evil deeds It is reported in Sahih al-Bukhari and also in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah bin Mas'ud that a person touched a woman with a kiss. So he came to the Prophet والسلام, this man and he said and he mentioned to him what he did. So Prophet ﷺ was silent until this verse was revealed, the one we just recited. The verse just recited from Surah Hud 
114 and perform the salah at the two ends of the day and in some hours of the night verily the good verily the good deeds remove the evil deeds so the Prophet ﷺ recited this verse to this man so this man said فَقَالَ الرَّجُلُ One man said there who was present هَذَا لَهُ خَاصَّةِ This is a special meaning for this man. The Prophet ﷺ said بَلْ لِلنَّاسِ عَامَّةِ Rather it is for all people. For all people. Meaning it's applicable for all. <coughs> Imam Ibn Rajab رحمه الله تعالى said وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةِ He said what, is, what could be meant here by the hasana is a tawbah min tilka sayyi'ah is repentance from this bad deed. And he said وَقَدْ يُرَادُ بِالْحَسَنَةِ مَا هُوَ أَعَمُّ مِنَ التَّوْبَةِ And what may be intended by al-hasana that which is more comprehensive than the Tawbah than the Tawbah and he said it is apparent that the statement of the Prophet وسلم, that the bad deeds are removed and wiped out by the good ones and the saying that the Hasanat the good deeds comprises the Tawbah and others from the good actions and from those things which expiate sins is closer to be the correct understanding of the term hasanat it's more comprehensive than just repentance. And this is what Sheikh al-Islam himself, rahimahullah, preponderated it in many places in his books. And he said, and he said, and this will be discussed thoroughly here, that the textual proofs from the Quran and the Sunnah stand as evidence that <coughs> that the punishment on sins can be removed by ten causes by ten causes one of them is repentance one of them is repentance and these ten causes I will mention them now briefly but we will discuss them inshallah thoroughly but just to mention them for that people can relate to them now until we come to the point where we can discuss them inshallah ta'ala first tawbah second seeking forgiveness so repentance second seeking forgiveness third doing good deeds or good deeds remove bad ones.
फोर्स इन्वोकेशंस बाय द बिलीवर्स सीकिंग फॉरगिवनेस फॉर हिम डेड और अलाइव दुआ ऑफ द बिलीवर्स फोर्स दुआ ऑफ द बिलीवर्स and the fifth what is offered to him from the reward of righteous deeds like charity and hajj for example which are beneficial to him sixth intercession by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam intercession by prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he may receive the intercession by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam seven seven testings and trials in this life that can expiate his sins testing and trials in this life eight testing in the barzakh testing in the barzakh the burial life between this one and the last one and that could be expiating also ninth testing some of the horrors of the day of resurrection that also could be expiating his sins testing some of the horrors of the day of resurrection and tenth the tenth is أو يرحمه أرحم الراحمين or that Allah the most beneficent the most merciful forgives him these are ten causes which he رحمه الله and they will be discussed in this book they, he will mention them رحمه الله in this concise admonition now Shaykh al-Islam proceeds to explain these things which will be of a benefit in relation to this admonition so he said فَإِنَّ الطَّبِيبَ so after he mentioning the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ the admonition to Mu'ad وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا and follow the bad deed with the good one it will wipe it to wipe it out then he said فَإِنَّ الطَّبِيبَ مَتَى تَنَاوَلَ الْمَرِيضُ شَيْئًا مُضِرًّا أَمَرَهُ بِمَا يُصْلِحُهُ is that the, the doctor the physician whenever the ill person takes something harmful he commands him by that which would be beneficial to him so if the sick or ill person takes 
a harmful food to his health or a drink, he commands him to correct that by taking the foods and drinks and the medication fitting and beneficial and he, he not only that he may also command him to abstain from certain foods or drinks and we know that amrad al-qulub ka-amrad al-abdan the diseases of the hearts are like the diseases of the body so we know that the disease of the heart is a type of corruption because of bad thinking and bad wills and contemplations such that it will absorb the shubuhat the unclear things to the degree that it may not see at all the truth or it may see it but in a wrong way not according to its reality this is concerning his contemplations now and concerning its will the heart's will it may end up hating the truth which is beneficial and loving falsehood which is harmful and there is a great similarity with the diseases of the body the physical ones and that's why the disease of the heart sometimes is referred to mean doubt and intense doubt as in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 10 في قلوبهم مرض in their heart there is disease the disease of doubt as it is explained by Mujahid and Qatada Rahimahumullah the disease of doubt and hypocrisy sometimes it is interpreted to mean the lust for adultery as in Surah Al-Ahzab 33-32 O wives of the Prophet ﷺ, you are not like any other woman if you keep your duty to Allah then be not soft in speech lest he in whose heart is disease of hypocrisy or evil desire for adultery should be moved with desire but speak in an honorable manner so the diseases of the heart could be by way of shubuhat following that which is not entirely clear or doubtful and also it could be through lusts 
and the, and the cure and the healing as preceded and as will come يكونوا باتباع السيئات باتباع السيئات الحسنات is to follow the bad deeds with good deeds then Sheikh al-Islam rahimahullah said وَالذَّنْبُ لِلْعَبْدِ كَأَنَّهُ أَمْرٌ حَتْمٌ وَالذَّنْبُ لِلْعَبْدِ and the sin with respect to the slave كَأَنَّهُ أَمْرٌ حَتْمٌ it is as if the reality is inevitable inevitable to occur الذنب الذنب the term الذنب translated here into sin originally it means الذنب translated into sin originally it means to take by the ends of something by the end or ends of something linguistically and it is used concerning every action whose end is terrible and it is the wrong deeds the sins disobedience so and the sin with respect to the al-abd to the slave is inevitable to occur he said he used the term hatmun inevitable it means that the sins the dhunub muqaddaratun alayhi is preordained upon him to occur written and it is binding to occur and it's inevitable that he will commit them and this is necessitated by his human nature and necessitated also by the universal decree of Allah and his perfect wisdom in ordaining matters there are so many wisdoms and great ones concerning the inevitability of occurrence of sins and which we will discuss shortly so the person it's inevitable that he will commit the sins which are or were preordained upon him as in the saying of the Prophet ﷺ كتب على ابن آدم حظه من الزنا فهو مدرك ذلك لا محالة فزنا العين النظر وزنا اللسان المنطق 
والنفس تتمنى وتشتهي والفرج يصدق ذلك كله ويكذبه in the hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim Allah the Prophet said Allah has written for Adam's son his share of adultery which he commits inevitably the adultery of the eyes is the sight to gaze at a forbidden thing the adultery of the tongue is the talk and the inner self and the inner self wishes and desires and the inner self wishes and desires and the private parts and the private parts testify all this or deny it and the private parts testify all this or denies it and we have learned earlier from the hadith كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمْ خَطَّعْ all the children of Adam خَطَّعْ commit wrong and sins and wrongdoings however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a way out for those who fall into the sins and he wiped it out by way of tawbah and forgiveness and righteous deeds and the like and some of which we have discussed already and that's why Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahimahullah said in one sermon man ahsana minkum falyahmadillah whoever does good of you let him praise Allah وَمَنْ أَسَاءَ فَلْيَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهِ And whoever does wrong, let him seek forgiveness from Allah. فَإِنَّهُ لَا بُدَّ لِأَقْوَامٍ مِنْ أَنْ يَعْمَلُوا أَعْمَالًا وَظَّفَهَا اللَّهُ فِي رِقَابِهِمْ وَكَتَبَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ It's inevitable that there are people who will do certain things which Allah has assigned to their necks. وَكَتَبَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ And ordained upon them. And in another narration he said, Ya ayyuhannas, O people, Man alamma bidhanbin falyastaghfirillah. Whoever commits a sin, let him seek Allah's forgiveness, walyatub, and depend to Allah. Fa'in aada, as he returns to it, falyastaghfirillah. Let him seek forgiveness from Allah, walyatub, and repent. Fa'in aada, falyastaghfirillah. And even if he also returns to it, let him ask Allah's forgiveness. And repentance. فإنما هي خطايا مطوقة في أعناق الرجال وإن الهلاك كل الهلاك في الإصرار عليها. For these are sins encircling the necks of people. وإن الهلاك and the destruction, all the destruction is in persisting on them. In persisting of them on them. End of quote. 
believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had ordained the sins upon the children of Adam is not a plea or excuse for anyone to abandon carrying on the commands or abstaining from the unlawful. Sheikh al-Islam rahimahullah said in his book in the collection of Majmu' al-Fatawa he said وَلَيْسَ لِأَحَدٍ أَنْ يَحْتَجَّ بِالْقَدَرِ عَلَى الذَّنْبِ بِاتِّفَاقِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَسَائِرِ الْمِلَلِ No one has the right to take the qadr, the plea decree as an excuse and a plea for committing sins and this is an agreement between Muslims and all the sects and all the people of sound reasoning he said فإن هذا لو كان مقبولا if this were the case to be acceptable لأمكن it would be then possible for everyone أن يفعل ما يخطر له من قتل النفوس it would be possible for everyone to go and do whatever he likes from killing the souls and taking people's wealth and all kinds of facade on earth and then takes a plea and argo in Al-Qadr, in the free decree blame it on the free decree and if this and the same person who is making this argument if he is transgressed upon and the transgressor uses the same plea he will not accept it from him so he will fall into contradiction and this contradiction يَدُلُّ عَلَى فَسَادِهِ it tells of the incorrectness and corruption of this misconception فَالْإِحْتِجَاجُ بِالْقَدَرِ so taking the three decree as an excuse نَعْلُومُ الْفَسَادِ فِي بِدَايَةُ الْعَقُلِ is apparent you know to all intellect that of sound intellect that it is corrupt argument